Aliens Explored is a weekly podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Aliens Explored for this uh, special edition uh, where we're going to follow on from a previous discussion that Stu and I had uh, about a possible close encounter of the third kind that, uh, that severely traumatised him. And this time, we, we're joined by, uh, by Ben Stevenson, who is a... Uh, we regard as kind of an expert in this kind of thing. He's from um, Central Utah Paranormal, and he's gonna he's gonna walk us through what we can do to kind of resolve what actually happened that fateful night. Hi, Ben. Yes. Sorry, Hi, I'm one of your hosts. Going, guys. Yeah, very much. Sorry, I should have introduced <laughs> myself. My name is Neil Kelly. I'm one of your hosts. I'm your other host, Stu Jackson. Um, and yeah, Ben, really, really good to see you, Ben. Of course, you've been with us. Like since the beginning as one of our our biggest supporters. Great to see you wearing your Aliens Explore t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> I'm very proud of it. I wear it all the time. <laughs> oh, great. Excellent. Excellent. We wear ours occasionally. I'm wearing my Central Utah Paranormal one. Yeah, mine's in the wash. Because <laughs> I didn't, didn't get the laundry done in time, unfortunately. Oh. And it's too warm to wear the sweatshirt. But I do appreciate both of them and I do wear them a lot. Absolutely. So yeah, so so Ben, I mean, thank you so so much for coming and and talking to us about this uh, this today. So you you've listened to the experience uh, as I as I've put it out to our listeners as well. Um, would you think it's fair to say, like diving straight in, is this one of those areas when ufology and sort of spiritual ghost events kind of overlap? Because that's how it's felt, certainly. Yeah, I would say, especially, um, I mean, there was some, I took notes <laughs> when, I, okay. when I listened to it. But um, especially being able to to see what you saw, Stu, is, is terrifying in person. Mm. Right? I mean, it, we, we, know, we know it was terrifying. Mm. But I kind of... I've, I was back and forth. I was kind of on the fence because I was kind of thinking of the same thing as Neil, like where um, these are th- some things that you think about often and um, study. And mm-hmm. could that be a reason why that was the image that you saw? Like, could it have been something else? Um, and I think that's that's kind of where I was. That's kind of where I was on the fence, just a little bit. But it does it. It crosses both borders, definitely. Mm. I would agree with that. It, it is a kind of chicken and egg thing, I think, when people report that they've seen, for instance, fairies, and they look just like the fairies in the books. Well, do they look like that because the books were created by someone who'd seen a fairy, or had they just drawn this idea of a fairy? And of course, when people see something that they can't quite resolve it resolves itself into that shape that they've, they've seen before. Um, either, either something yes. like that or, I mean, the classic um, 
experience I've had, which some something like this is when you walk into the hall, you come in the front door, and there's someone's left a coat hanging on the end of the banister, and it looks like someone stood there in the in the hall in the dark waiting for you. That kind of thing, a, a coat with a hat on top of it. There you go. There, mm. There's a sinister figure lurking in the dark. But of course you. You can't. You're looking at it with the naked eye. You have to kind of resolve it and think. Wait a minute. What is this? Mm. Do I run or do I? Do I just check it out first? And and that's where it's different too. Where Stu was looking through IR light because mm. he's seeing something through that lens that we can't see with our naked eye. Yeah. Yes. I have the offending camera right with us uh, here. Um. I haven't, I haven't even switched it on since that event. <laughs> I've got to <laughs> the, say, the haunted um, camera. But, uh, but I'm going to do it now so that hopefully it'll come through on the camera. Okay, uh, I will switch it on now. Do I dare? Yes, I dare. Uh, oh no, battery's we're, we're out here. of it. <laughs> oh <laughs> no, I've taken the battery out to recharge it, and I've forgotten where I've well, putting you it. You took the battery okay, out just, uh, just in case you didn't. <laughs> Make sure you didn't turn it on accidentally. I might get that in a... Uh, in fact, I'll tell you what, if we can hold for two seconds, I will go and get the battery. So, um, and and meanwhile, we have a visitor. Hello. Can you say hi? Hi. Hi, how are you? How are you doing? I'll unplug my headphones so she can hear you. <laughs> okay, okay. You want to say hi? Hello. Hello. Her name is Callie. I'm, I think you know that already. <laughs> yes. Hi, Callie. Hi, Callie. Sorry, I'm, I'm hearing myself, hearing myself that whip. that whip. Oh, sorry. We're in London, in England, in England, and it's four o'clock well, in, the four in, the four in, the in the afternoon here. Isn't that cool? They're on the other <laughs> side of the ocean. Yes. Yeah. Okay, sweetie, I gotta talk to him some more, okay? Can you shut the door for me, please? No, no, can you go back upstairs and watch your show? No, I want to stay here. Or go see mommy? Mommy? Uh huh. Can you close the door for me, please? Thank you, sweetie. Okay, good Okay. She, she's delightful. <laughs> she's all the way, please. Yeah, she's my little <laughs> princess, that's for sure. <laughs> Quite right, too. Okay, so I've got a battery in it now. Uh, I'm going to point it at the stack of books behind me. So uh, hopefully this will work. Uh, you can see what it looks like. That gives an idea of what it's like on infrared. Yeah, you lose all the colour, basically. It, it, yeah, it, it does come through as a very monochrome... In fact, you know hmm. what? I can even, uh, for our viewers on YouTube, where's the record button on here? There it is. Uh, oh, no, it's not letting me. Oh, I have to do settings and things. But yes, it comes through as very, very monochrome, uh, hmm. sort of greys and, and what have you. Uh, I'm going to switch it off before it catches something that I don't want to see. Because uh, I'm still. Even though this is, so this is uh, a week and two days after the actual event, I would say I'm only 95% relaxed from the event. I'm, a, I'm much, much calmer than I was for a long time, but um, 
but it was weird. The the Tuesday after it happened, um, in the afternoon, it was almost like someone flicked a switch in my head from on edge to not on edge. Um, mm. Very, very bizarre. Uh, yeah. You, you mentioned lots of other things happening. You notice doors opening and closing, lights going on and off. Is that still During... is that still going? Well, you mentioned that lights. Sometimes your bathroom light is on. Ah, you, yes. Sure, you've turned it off. <laughs> well, well, I can't say I'm absolutely sure, but it's not. It. I, so the doors opening and closing only happened on the evening, uh, on hmm. on the night that that this event occurred. Um, but since then, so I always, without even thinking about it, I always switch off the bathroom light when I exit the bathroom. It's one of those automatic hmm. unconscious things. You know, like when you're driving a car, you don't think yeah. about changing gear or or what you're doing. It just happens automatically. So that's where switching the bathroom light off is for me. But since this event, something I have never done before, I keep coming out to the bathroom and the light's on. Hmm. Now, is it that I'm some part of me for some reason is forgetting to switch it off suddenly as a change or is something else switching it on and letting me know of their presence? Just to be clear, this switch, it's a, a string hanging from a switch in the ceiling. No, it a... is a wall light switch uh, on the okay. outside of the bathroom. It's a rocker switch. Right. So it's a, a definite positive position. Oh, absolutely. Some, sometimes, sometimes with those pull string ones, the switch doesn't quite catch and it doesn't go out. I know what you mean. No, this mm. is definitely uh, it, it, yeah, it's a rocker okay. switch. Um, could you brush against it? As you, by it? Could you brush against nah. it as you pass down the corridor next to it? I mean, I've, I've turned lights on and on. I've done that in the bedroom when I'm trying to go to bed quietly when my wife's asleep and uh, suddenly it's full. Well, she's done it to me too, so a kind of tip for t- an accidental tip for tap. But yeah, you can. Our light switches in in England are at about shoulder height, so yeah. it's quite uh, quite easy to it's, brush against them. It, it's theoretical that that might happen, but it's happening like three or four times a day, mm. and it's never happened before. You'd think if it was brushing up against, that would have been something I'd encountered before. Yeah. Mm. Um, are you are you paying attention to what times of day it is that you notice that? Not specifically. Um, it is daytime, not nighttime. And and it doesn't have to be nighttime. That's that's Hollywood too, mm. to an extent. <laughs> there's there's still lots of those crazy things that can happen just as easily mm. during the daytime. Well, that was an interesting one with the, the, the what I call the initial experience. Uh, was I. It was important to me that I was surrounded by light. And indeed, I couldn't go back to bed until the sun had risen. And then I had to have my curtains open. Mm. And, and, you know, I mean, well, I didn't really sleep particularly well. But mm. but it wasn't until I knew it was daytime <laughs> that I could even open the door to the corridor. Mm. <laughs> um, so 
normally when I do these, we sorry, we might have a little bit of for a while. <laughs> but um, she is a daddy's girl. She, I don't want to say she prefers me over mom, but whenever I'm home, she just wants mm. to be with me. Um, yeah. Not within, so not within normally, mom's hearing, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so um, sometimes when I do, when I like help people with these things, I kind of go through a string of questions. Um, mm-hmm. If that's something you'd be interested in, I don't Absolutely. know if you're comfortable kind of, you know, not necessarily reliving that event, but kind of, you know, hitting rewind and going back just a little ways. The way my brain works anyway, um, some people think in words, some people think in pictures. I'm, I'm definitely a picture person, the way I think. So okay. for me, recounting the story is reliving it. But I'm finding the more often I do that, the easier it's becoming. So I'm I'm kind of mm-hmm. welcoming the opportunity. I'm normalizing to it, essentially. Okay. So no, I do welcome the opportunity. Okay. Do you want me to do something like that with you? Is that okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm all for it. Okay. Okay. So I kind of went through. I have like a. I don't want to say a monologue, but I have like a set question thing that I go through. But um, for your particular event, I just kind of found a few of them that were okay. more relevant, I guess, to your situation, um, especially where I believe you, like you're not someone that I have to find if I trust or not. Mm. There's a lot of people that just lie to me all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so because they're expecting some Hollywood documentary, right? But I trust you, so so I I don't I don't feel like I need to ask you all of those other questions necessarily. So, um, so how long have you lived in your flat? It's been just over two years. Uh, so it will be two years and December, March. Uh, about two years and five months. Okay. Um, is it older, newer? Do you know what year it was built? Uh, yeah, it was built, I uh, think, around the early 1970s. Uh, it's a it, it's a block of flats or apartments, uh, if you prefer. Okay. Um, yeah. Only three stories um, you, high. Okay. Um, do you have any knowledge of previous residents? Um, do you know any history of the home? Not so much history of the home. Uh, the last tenant who lived... So it's a rented accommodation. Um, the last person who lived here before me was here for seven years. It was a, a woman who lived with her son. Um, she just moved on. I, th- I think she might have had a second child and moved on somewhere bigger. Um, yeah, okay. she was here for seven years. The people who own the property, my landlords, um, they originally bought the property for their daughter to live in. I think she lived here for about two years prior to that. So that's the last nine years. Um, Yeah, I know of no uh, dramatic or traumatic events from the property whatsoever. Um, Okay. No, that's always good there's nothing hear, I'm right? aware of. <laughs> okay. Um, so I believe Neil asked you this question in your last episode or in your episode where you talked about this, but have you ever encountered those sounds before you described like shuffling 
on the, the floor, on the footsteps. Um, in this property, no. Uh, I have heard similar sounds before when I have shared properties with other people and they have moved about. So I, that's how I sort of recognize the sounds for what they are um, is because that's what it sounds like. It sounds very obvious. <laughs> but given okay, it's, it's, but, a, it's a small apartment with neighbors above and below and to the side. That's correct. That's that. Yeah. So, um, that's so you're in the middle. I, I sort of am. Uh, to one side, there is the corridor to gain access to the property. That's where my front door is. Um, and then there's another neighbour, the other side of that. One of the walls is an external wall, but two walls are adjoining other properties and also above and below. So I've got four neighbours directly, with, with like if you include hmm. the ceiling and floor, with sharing walls. Shed walls. Okay. Okay. I'm boxed um, in and surrounded. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this this next one is where um, some people um, like it because it helps them to recall more information than they would really remember. Um, it's kind of like entering your mind, I guess you could say. Um, but if at any point you get uncomfortable, just just say, like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Because for some people, it's very therapeutic, and it's good to, to go through that situation. And for some, it's a little more traumatic, and they prefer not to um, embark on that journey, if that makes sense. Okay. So. You've definitely so, got me intrigued now. <laughs> okay, so. Um, so just if you want to do the this thing or if you just want to say, hey, I, I don't want to continue with that, that's just fine. I won't be offended. It's okay. People tell me to stop sometimes. So if it, I just if it wanted gets you too to, much for me, I'll, I'll yes, I just wanted say. you to have that warning and let you know that I'm not trying to put you anywhere that you don't want to be. Right. Appreciate it. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Can you close your eyes for me? and put yourself in that moment, just briefly. Remember that you're safe right now. Um, I don't necessarily want you to focus on what you saw. I want you first to focus on these things um, one at a time. And um, you can answer these questions as you're thinking about them. Okay, um, where, where are the footsteps coming from? Uh, like what direction? <clears throat> I'm going to continue, but I am getting massive chills down my back and a feeling of unease, um, but I am going to continue. The footsteps coming from the corridor itself, not from another room off the corridor. Okay. Definitely so from the corridor out. itself. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say directly what? outside the door from the living room. I'd say maybe four foot away. Okay. Um, okay, so focusing on that sound, um, did they sound like feet across carpet, um, boots on a wood floor, like anything particular that that 
sounded like. Uh, the the hallway itself is carpeted, and it sounded like feet dragging on carpet. So you know when you don't pick up your feet, mm. um, okay. and you're shuffling on carpet. Okay, so okay, so the the sound was definitely contact uh, on that carpeted floor with that brushing sound as it walked. Hmm. I'm keeping my eyes closed, but yeah, this is starting to feel quite so, intense, just remembering the sound. But I'm happy to continue. Okay. <clears throat> um, you talked about hearing um, doors opening and shutting. Mm-hmm. Um, from yes. your memory, um, which doors would that have been? I'm not entirely sure. Um, I think possibly my bedroom door, but I'm, I couldn't swear to it. Okay. Um, this, this, this one's kind of weird and it's kind of sensational. So I just wanted to give you a little heads up with that. Um, can you smell anything? No. Um, interestingly enough, I was... I won't say I was I was conscious as I was writing my the various things that happened to me um I was conscious to be aware of any smells um there was a smell that I created myself um I've got some uh white sage um uh incense uh that I mean, Ben, you'll probably be aware, white sage is really good for cleansing an area of mm-hmm. spiritual energy. Um, mm-hmm. So I did burn that in in the hopes of clearing whatever it was, um, but it didn't work. So that's the only smell that I associate with the evening that was unusual, but that was caused specifically by me. Okay, no other so unusual only- smells. So just your the the standard smells that you already have within your home, or the ones that you had created at that time. Yes. Okay. Um, in your episode, you mentioned being terrified. Um, you had armed yourself with a steel pipe. Yes. Um, I know that you I were feeling it, yeah. fear. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> okay. Um, so. Do you have any other feelings in that moment that are that are prominent, like other than um, the fear that you were encountering at that time? Um, I suppose it's associated, but certainly a feeling that kept coming and going was the feeling of being watched, particularly being watched from behind. Um, that was a feeling that wasn't constant, but it, it, it sort of ebbed and flowed, came okay. and went. Okay, so this will be the last question, and then I'll just have you, you know, shake it off a little bit and open your eyes, but wait until after this okay. question, okay? Okay. Okay, so um, you mentioned that you spoke out loud, um, asking it to to go away. Um, that it was causing you distress and that you wanted it to leave. Um, do yes. you remember hearing any any voices or sounds 
either audibly in your ears or in your mind? No, no. there was no response whatsoever, um, which historically speaking, and I'm going back throughout most of my life, um, I have had moments where I felt like I'm not alone and I have done that and it has helped to calm me. Um, almost like it's been heard like a sense of it being heard but I got absolutely no response there was no response of any kind and I, it, it was almost like I was saying it to a brick wall there was a, there was no sense that it had been heard like you were talking to, to a wall like deaf, like talking to deaf ears they yes. no response. Okay. Yes. Um, before you open your eyes, I want to tell you I've been watching you this whole time. You're you're safe. <laughs> There's we. I don't believe Neil has seen anything. Um, I I've been watching. So, yeah, I have too. So when you are ready, just go ahead and open your eyes, shake your hands a little bit. If you need to stretch, there's a lot of energy that comes with going back into a situation like that, and. I want you to know how brave you are doing that because it is not oh. something easy to do. Thank you. It and was a very intense experience. E um, yeah. Oh, um, so, but important for science. <laughs> so in that moment, was there anything that came back to you that you may have not recognized? N nothing unusual. Um, interestingly, I mean, I, I I felt uncomfortable and it was directional very much as it was on that evening. But whereas the direction of discomfort came specifically from the direction of the corridor and also from behind at times, this time, it was still coming from the direction of the corridor, but that's in a different direction now. Um, yeah. So, the only thing you've really experienced since that night in question was, you've noticed that the light, the bathroom light has been on. It's the only thing I can say is a, <laughs> a different thing. But it doesn't make me uncomfortable, which is, I, I would have thought it would. <laughs> okay, so now for the fun part. Those are the, okay. those are the main question questions. But I think Neil had something to say. I don't want to cut him off. Yeah, you, you mentioned the cold spots. Have you have you experienced that at all? No. Change sudden change temperature. No. Nothing like and, that. Nor the warm spot either. Okay, and I, I guess with the bathroom thing. It's because you're not sure if you turned it on yourself or left it on. No, or oh, I, I, I definitely I turned it on to use it. Hmm. <laughs> it's not sure whether I've switched it off or not, but that would be yeah. really unusual for me. Hmm. Okay, it's it's something that you can kind of rationalise anyway, or you're just not sure enough. I'm, it's not. As I'm stark. very much. It it's in my head very much. It's the same. When, when I wrote my list of all the different things that were happening, when I had a coughing fit at 10 past two in the morning, hmm. I wrote it down. I don't think it was connected to anything that was happening, but I don't want to edit it 
either. I don't want to hmm. determine what's relevant and what's not because I'm not in a position to to know what's relevant hmm. and what's not. So it's kind of record everything and and sort it out later. Um, so that whole bathroom thing, yeah, they it's kind of part of the same thing. It might just be because I'm distracted. I'm forgetting to switch it off. That might be a perfectly rational explanation, mm. but I don't want to edit what I'm communicating, what's happening. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm. So th- this is where my favorite part comes in, and this is when I really mm. wish that I, I lived where you live. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, mm. have, you, have you done any investigative like detective work since that night? Um, I'm going to be honest and say no. Uh, I Until I switched the camera on for you earlier, the camera has remained off. Uh, I have not taken out my EMF reader. I have not taken out my Geiger counter. I've not taken out my dowsing rods. No. I have done okay. none of that. Um, so I had, a, I had a few ideas, I guess, come to mind um, that I, so with my paranormal business, I do a lot more consulting than I do investigating because I have lots of clients all over the U.S. And so it's, it's kind of like what we've done so far today. It was, it's a it's a conversation and then I give them some ideas, right? Mm-hmm. Especially where I can't physically be there to do it myself. Um, but one thing that works super, super well, um, do you have any small uh, voice recorders on uh, hand? Well, I have, oh, uh, to hand. I mean, I've got a big one in the computer that is recording at this moment. Um, not to hand, no, my phone's in the other room. Uh, okay. If I need a handheld voice recorder, that's what I use is my iPhone. So um, one thing that works really well, and this would be something that I would offer to go through for you so you wouldn't have to, um, put, if you can, put a voice recorder where you first saw the being, mm-hmm. and also where, um, trying to think of where else, but possibly where you were hearing the footsteps or possibly in your, you were in your study, right? When you saw the being? I was in the corridor. Uh, I saw the being in the doorway to the study, and I'm sat in the study now, but it was right in the doorway where the doorway meets the corridor. So um, I think putting a, a an audio recorder in that exact spot will also capture sounds from the corridor as well as the, the study. Okay. But what I would suggest doing is getting one of those recorders and putting it in that specific area and Mm -hmm. send me that recording and I run it through a program that I use and I just look for spikes in that audio and I can find out if there's anything there bothering you at night. Um, Okay. It's... It's interesting the things that I've been able to get from people that are um, in that same predicament as you. Um, 
I know you use dowsing rods. You understand dowsing rods and their their purpose and the different things mm-hmm. that they can do. Um, have you ever used them to ask questions? Oh, yes, all the time. Well, I use them as part of my crop circle um, mm-hmm. investigations. So, yeah, oh, I, I always ask questions of them. Okay. And you you have used pendulums to correct? Yeah, for dousing again, yes. I have a, okay. a crystal pendulum, yeah. Yeah, me too. Mine's upstairs right now. In fact, I'm wearing, but, um, I'm wearing one <laughs> as it happens. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> so have you tried asking any questions in your home or is that something that would make you uncomfortable? Uh, I haven't. <laughs> These are normally as the things I do for people so they don't have to do it themselves. Yeah. <laughs> as strange as it sounds, it hasn't occurred to me to do that and I don't know why. So when you do... If you do, also have a recorder going going during that session and send that to me too. Right. And I can also listen to those audios and look for different spikes or fluctuations. Okay. You, okay. I know you have a Geiger counter and an EMF reader. Have mm-hmm. you um, taken those around your home at all? Not since this event. So, Probably not for about a year, one, to be fair. One really good thing you could do, um, just do it maybe a few days in a row and then do it again like a week later. Um, just walk around your home and mark down the different areas where there's spikes or different fluctuations and just mm-hmm. see how those differ day to day or if it remains in one spot. You, you, know, you know what I mean? Like scientifically determine if there are different issues in certain areas of your home yes um so i know from from a year ago so when i got first got the equipment um i i played with it as you do um and i wanted to familiarize myself with it so i did use it quite a lot around the home assuming it's not changed the only place i get any rise from the geiger counter is right up next to my tv mm-hmm. um and i get no no emf spikes at all uh throughout the property okay uh, so, so you've so got a baseline then I, so i've you, got a baseline you know from about was. a year ago it wouldn't okay. hurt to update that or, or if it was significantly different now hmm. that would cause question for change i mean one big difference now is that the entire building is surrounded by scaffolding where it wasn't Mm. a year ago so maybe that might be acting like a faraday cage um possibly (laughs) yeah one of my one of my very favorite things to do and i wish i was there to do it i love walking around the home first like i'm pretty sensitive to those different we all have our own gifts you could Mm -hmm. say like some people um see things that we can't see some people hear things audibly that we we can't i'm more sensitive to different energies and when i walk around a home when i first get there i'm like don't tell me anything can i walk around your house first and they're like yeah uh okay and so i walk around and i remember the areas where i'm feeling those 
negative energies or those darker energies. And then I go through with equipment and verify those. And then I'm like, okay, now can you tell me like where you're having these issues? And they'll take you right to those like two or three places in their house and be like, here, here, and here. And you're like, that's mm. funny. Cause and then you show them your paper. Like that's where I got where I felt gross and where I found stuff. And now that's where you're telling me it is. So yes, it's, but I feel like you're fairly sensitive to all of that same stuff too. Well, what you're describing there is pretty much exactly how I've been most of my life when I walk into a new place. I can walk into a new place and instantly, I you know, it feels fine or I might be uncomfortable or I might be uncomfortable in a certain spot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Neil's house is perfectly comfortable. There's there's no bad energies there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, yeah. So, Even yes, though it's I'm... an old Victorian house and someone was murdered a couple of doors down 20, 30, 30 years ago, something like that. Were they? I didn't yeah. know that. No, right. Yeah. yeah. But it hasn't gotten thing... to your house yet. Well, I don't... <laughs> this is a weird thing. Um, that we had, a, we had a burst pipe. And it was from a, a redundant water system that had been sort of bypassed. There was still water in it. And we thought water was coming through the roof, but actually it was spraying upwards from this, this crack in the pipe. And, and we were feeling it falling down. So we thought, well, it's coming from above. We thought it was a router. But eventually I worked out there was this little box built in the corner where this pipe kind of went across across the corner of the wall. And that's where it ripped. And uh, so called someone to fix it. And they were digging around. And in a recess, they found this lock knife, which was kind of all rusted, all sorts of stuff um, coagulated onto it. So I dropped it into a sandwich bag, and there it still is, because I, I tried to call the police. I thought, well, it's it's not an emergency, so I dialed the, 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 the 101 non-emergency number. And, uh, and basically, it takes you through this menu. It said, well, have you found something? And I said, yes. And uh, is it a valuable thing? And I had to say, well, no. I said, well, that's it. Thanks, thanks very much. Thanks for your call. So uh, I've still got this thing that I found. Is it anything to do with? I don't know the details of the murder. It's just a neighbour told me, oh yeah, someone was murdered before the house was refurbished. But uh, but no, still no energies from that. You know, if it was a hidden murder weapon, that's good. Mm. That means you're keeping good energies around you, then, right? Yeah. <laughs> but but the knife is in a sandwich bag under my bed. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a bed you can't easily get to you know like they have in american motels where the bed is a kind of box and if you want to get to the space under the bed you have to take the mattress off and then lift off a, a couple of lids and so all the storage space is in there so it's it's a real pain in the backside to get in there so it's just kind of i've just left it um apparently there are a lot of dead bodies found in motels in that space I've seen on. I don't know if you've ever had to deal with one. People go into a motel room, find a funny smell, can't find anything. But it's only when they take the bed apart. They find, oh yeah, someone's left a body in there. But, um, but nobody's in my bed. But it's it's the kind of. <laughs> but when I, when I heard the story, I thought, oh yeah, I've got a bed like that. I've got this knife that we found hidden in a, a cavity in the wall. Well, I I um, can tell Ben that um, your property, Neil, is um, I think as much by accident than anything else uh has really good feng shui energy vibe to it and that'll be down to the wife i think yeah she's okay well the decoration Does Janet is do feng shui? no 
But uh, she knows okay. what she likes, and she's mm. always rearranging things. So yeah, mm. okay, yeah, there you yeah. go. Oh, right. I, I don't really know much about <laughs> feng shui anyway. I don't know how if there's a scientific way to work it out, or if you just move things around till you feel all right. Yeah, or have to so face a certain work. direction. My homework then, Ben, is to record one night throughout the night. I, I mean, I've got some really good audio recorders. Um, obviously, as a filmmaker, uh, some really, you know, good microphones and things like that. Um, I will say, you will hear me getting up to use the bathroom uh, <laughs> at some point during and that's the funny. night. <laughs> and all you have to do is, like, when you send it to me in those notes, just be like, "Hey, I got up around two or three because I can mm. kind of timestamp it." Like, okay, that's due. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so send that to you and, uh, yeah, using EMF and dowsing, um, record audio as well. Um, so out of interest, you've talked about spikes. Um, is it, um, is it, uh, I believe they call it EVP, electronic voice phenomenon that you've been looking for? Yes, I would be looking for, um, generally it's voices that come through on recorders that are more sensitive than our own ears. Mm-hmm. And- that's where I focus most of my investigation in. We are very based on um, communication. That's why like we would use dousing rods or ask questions and not just get responses on our devices, but also listen for those responses as they come through on EVPs. Right. But that's where um, I've been able to help people the most or to help them understand what's going on in their home because for me, I've only encountered one really nasty experience, and all the rest are generally fairly decent, um, good energies that I've run into. So okay. it's just kind of amazing the things that you can learn through EVPs. But mm. and when you're when you're asking your questions, just make sure that you pause for a. Not a significant amount of time, but enough time to get a response. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. And um, and one thing just occurred to me a little while when I mentioned the scaffolding on the outside of the building, and I might, and I said, you know, kind of might be acting like a Faraday cage. It occurs to me as well. Um, is it possible that it's also acting like some kind of antenna that's heightening spiritual energy or extraterrestrial energy or something is is that a theoretical i suppose anything's theoretically possible but would that work with what you know that that's actually really intriguing because i wouldn't have thought of that that's that's something i'd like to look into too because we use like faraday bags when we use spirit boxes and things like that because it mm-hmm. um uh, your responses you your responses are more clear um you can rule out some interference you know mm-hmm. so that's that's really that's really interesting i'm gonna look into that myself mm. just a thought i mean the whole building is just surrounded by a metal cage basically so and and we know, like, you know, well, I think about the old, you know, 1970s televisions that would have 
you know, a metal bit of metal stuck to it, and that's the aerial. That's enhancing reception of of energies mm-hmm. of radio frequencies and and what have you. So, yeah, I just wondered if it could be just a th- yeah. I try and think as scientifically about these things as I possibly can, <laughs> and I do too. But yeah, I wouldn't have considered that. So I'm gonna yeah, I really want to do some research on that. Okay, mm. I, I have a yeah. question. And I'm sure you're going to tell me why this is a bad idea, um, given that you spotted this thing on your infrared camera. Would you advise against just, I don't know, tonight, just turn out all the lights, put up all the shutters, switch the thing on again and go hunting? Perhaps not on your own, but perhaps with company. Just go and see if what you can see through the infrared. Take a tour of the, the flat. Is that something you would... I mean, would that traumatise you if you did? Oh, sorry, I wasn't sure who you were asking the question. Um, oh. I'm, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> would you do it do if that. someone was with you? Possibly. I, 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 would, I would send Stu like, on a walk or somewhere else and then go do it myself. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you <laughs> what then, I could yeah. also do yeah. is set up the camera on a time lapse with infrared. Mm. Yeah. Good idea. Oh, <laughs> the idea is making me really uncomfortable, though. Mm. But but what I th- thought, I mean, when <clears throat> your your, re- your initial reaction to what you'd seen, um. I was thinking, well, wouldn't you want to keep the lights out and the camera on so that yeah, you know, this thing is there. You, now you can see it. If you switch the camera off, it becomes invisible and it's still there. Well, did you think? No, I didn't want it to be there. So Mm. it's kind of like, you know, when people bury their heads in the sand over problems, I suppose. Um, Mm. While that's not innately how I deal with things, um, it certainly was in this case. I just wanted it not to be happening. And so, did you? Yeah, I can can understand. It was happening would be counter productive um, and when you were sat in your lounge and you could hear doors opening and closing and shuffling mm-hmm. did you think any minute now it's going to be that door that opens and something's going the to thought come occurred in? to me mm. the thought okay the fear was there that that would happen and mm. why i was um keeping hold of my metal pole yeah <laughs> yeah hmm I'll say the only reason it's by my desk at the moment is because it's still there from when I showed it to Neil and we recorded. That was about a week ago, wasn't it? So you're you're not like walking around with it in your house? No, 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 no. I'm I'm well past that. that. That's good. I mean, tonight might be a different circumstance Mm, (laughs) after talking about this, but um, no. No, I'm I'm much 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 better now, um, and that was a weird thing I wanted to mention. Actually, was on Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. It was almost like someone flicked a switch in my head, from really mm. unsettled to almost fine. It was a it was a sudden change. Um, have Have you experienced anything like that with? Uh, people who encounter or have encounters of various kinds, Ben? Um, the, the temperature change? No, a sudden change in 
from feeling unsettled to feeling calm, but a, like um, days later, very sudden, just like really sudden. Yes, I mean, I wouldn't say all the time, but it also depends on the event. Um, mm-hmm. I I'd say a lot more of the events that I've helped people with have turned out to be more positive than negative, but mm-hmm. those negative events um, have affected people deeply and still still are affected by it even if it's not there or it's been taken care of they're still very affected but uh, there are those few that (coughs) excuse me um seem to find uh i don't want to say that they settle but they receive some kind of peace within themselves hey that happened we're moving forward today's a new day kind of a feeling Mm. that makes sense yeah yes yes it does um that's really interesting. I was expecting a gradual, like as you normalize to things, a, a gradual shift towards being calm, not a sudden cliff edge of calm. You know, uh, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I, that, I found hmm. that unusual in of itself. Hmm. Well, um, Ben, can't thank you enough for. Uh, for talking about this and for uh, for my homework, which I'm now going to set up and do this evening. Um, before we go, now anybody who wants to find out more about yourself, your work, Central Utah Paranormal, um, you know all your all your various podcasts, where, where can they go? Um, so most people just go to our Instagram, and then we have a tree link there that links you to. Um, our Twitter, Facebook, um, articles that we've had written, um, and our shop to get some clothes or some shirts or beanies or hats. Um, but our Instagram tag is at central.utah.paranormal. And we would love to have you there and have you come visit. Um, there's, um, myself, I, I run all of our social media, but I also have three partners, um, Randy, Stephanie and Kayla that all have their own unique aspect and gift that they bring to our, our team. We love, we love doing it. We do it for free because we've seen people in these situations that encounter these horrible, in some cases, hauntings and we're there to help you. We're not there to take your money. We're not looking for a stage at Hollywood we just want to help you be more comfortable in your home or in your business so that you can move forward with your life. Mm. That's fantastic and, and so worthwhile. I mean, on our on our Discord channel, um, one of our patrons, uh, Israel, listened to the experience recently and said, I, I'm going to need to find a new place to live now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, so the fact that you're out there helping people to either come to terms or become comfortable with these things. I think that's an amazing thing. An amazing thing. Yep. So Instagram central.utah.paranormal. We'll stick a link in the description, of course, uh, where people can find you. Thank you so, so much, Ben. Um, Neil, anything to add on this special? No, just, just thanks for Thanks very much, Ben. And, and lovely to meet you at long last. I know we've we've yes. corresponded very briefly for for quite a while and seen each other on social media, but 
nice to nice to see you and Callie and face to face. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's nice fun. to see both of you and actually have a that face to face conversation because I've always yeah. wanted to do this. Oh, great, <laughs> fantastic, and I bet it's great for our listeners because we mention you so much on the show. Of course, that uh, mm. now they can put a face to the name. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope. I hope to meet more of you. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, well, that uh, that about wraps us up for this. So again, thank you so much, Ben, and uh, yeah, listeners, thank you for listening to this uh, this special. Uh, episode we'll uh we'll keep you updated with any developments as and when so uh keep watching out for that turning into quite the saga this uh, so yeah absolutely yeah. brilliant and uh we'll see you all next time take care yeah make, make sure you put this video up before you actually do any of your experiments just so that there's a record you know you never know <laughs> in case anything happens to me Thanks, yeah Mary. you know <laughs> We'd hate to lose this whole record. Um, and we'd hate to lose you too, but... Uh, uh, but yeah, but the record, okay. Yeah. But we, we, can, <laughs> we can at least put up a safeguard. All right, well, you take care, everyone. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Catch you next time. Aliens Explored is a Figo Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit aliensexplored.com. Mm-hmm.